Our devotion today is taken from John chapter 12, and this story follows uh, very soon after the resurrection of Lazarus from the grave. Six days before the Passover, Jesus arrived at Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. After a dinner was given in Jesus' honor, Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took out about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was meant that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Sometimes when the police set up a sting operation, they have different actors, you might say, that they use to set up the target, the person that they're hoping to take down, uh, a criminal that they want to catch. And uh, we almost see that in the stories that, that lead up to the death of Christ. There are different little scenes and scenarios and, if you will, actors that God chooses and puts in just the right place in order to have everything work out to ultimately bring Jesus to the cross and to have him suffer and die there for the payment of our sins. And God is doing this really ultimately to bring down Satan and everything about his kingdom. And some of the individuals that, that God uses in this, uh, in this entire process, is the family of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. We're told in the chapter before this, John 11, that uh, Jesus had raised Lazarus back to life from the dead. And right after that, we hear these words. The chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin, so from that day on, they plotted to take his life. This became one of the trigger things that that caused them to organize and to finally arrest Jesus and put him on trial. Now, from God's perspective, all of these little maneuverings that were taking place, even the involvement of Judas, all of these maneuverings were being done so that the scripture might be fulfilled, so that God's word of prophecy would fit exactly the way God, had, God wanted things to go. Now, I want you to imagine something for just a moment. Think of this dinner scene. Here is Judas, one of Jesus' disciples, sitting either next to or across the table from a man who he just observed being raised back to life from the dead. I often think, what kind of a conversation would you have with somebody that experienced that? And you'd think if anything could put this life and the passing nature of this life into perspective, it would be watching someone be raised back to life from the dead. But what is on the mind and heart of Judas? Money. How could I possibly have taken the money that this woman has put into this ointment and have used that for my personal gain? This demonstrates something about all of us, uh, how stubborn we can be in the temptations and the earthly things of this life. 
you and I today, especially with all the things going on in the world right now, we have daily reminders of how this life is always going to come to an end and how futile everything is, how passing away everything truly is at its core. And yet, just like Judas, we find ourselves still wanting to grab for those little silver bags of coins. Judas demonstrates something to me and to you too. If, if your heart is in love with the things of this world, you ultimately will despise the things that honor Christ. What a contrast we see with Mary, who takes this very costly perfume and uses it now to anoint Jesus, knowing that his death is coming up. Uh, notice, notice too how beautifully and wonderfully Jesus protects her. Let her alone, he says. She has kept this for the day of my burial. And he's putting in front of us, likewise, a very spiritual lesson, a wonderful lesson by looking at Mary. Uh, if a person's heart is in love with the world that is to come, that is heaven, then you will cherish those things that ultimately honor Christ. When you, by faith, come to truly understand the significance of Jesus' death and what it means for you, that your sins have been forgiven, that your entrance to heaven has been paid for, well, then there's no dollar amount that can be placed upon having that and knowing that. Wherever Jesus is to be found in this world, faith comes and sits there and says, this is the gate of heaven. This is the pearl of great price. This is the field that I need to sell everything for, thing for to be able to buy. This is the treasure of my life. This is the one thing needful. Bethany College was named after the very town where this incident took place. And we try to keep this always before our students, uh, how important the one thing needful is of knowing Christ and possessing him by faith. There are a lot of things in this world that can distract us away from Christ. May God give us hearts of faith to sing with Bernard of Clairvaux, O Jesus, King most wonderful, in whom all joys are found. Let us have a prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us the knowledge of your Son. We pray that you would uh, take our hearts away from the distracting things of this world. Keep us always focused on Christ and the joys you have given us in the home above. Strengthen us in the days ahead as we look forward to celebrating the resurrection of our Savior, which is a glimpse of our own resurrection. We pray this all in his saving name. Amen. May God truly bless your day.